And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Who else is on flip watch for Nebraska recruiting? Who's visiting this weekend? Some names you want to know. We'll tell you shortly. Down to Tampa we go. I don't know if he is poolside or not, but he has been courtside uh, all year for you with Nebraska Volleyball. Jacob Padilla with us from Hale Varsity and Heard at Sports at Jacob Padilla underscore is uh, where you can find him on Twitter. Jacob, what a scene from the uh, plane landing for Nebraska Volleyball to dismantling Pitt. Take us uh, through it last night, man. What stood out? <laughs> uh, yeah, just what stood out is just how well they played and um, the way they kind of took control of that match early on. Um, just with their block in particular, with Becca Alex stepping up the way that she did. Uh, and, and then Nebraska kind of took, took control in the third set with their, with their serve and just ran away with that thing. So they just played at a really high level and um, they are playing some of their best volleyball at the right time for sure. And the, the scene was fantastic there, just setting another attendance record, which has basically been the theme of this entire season, uh, both for Nebraska and volleyball as a, as a collegiate sport. Um, so to have 19,500 there, um, second largest uh, crowd behind only the Memorial Stadium match earlier this season uh, for a college women's volleyball match, um, it's the, a fitting stage for the level of talent that we're seeing here in Tampa. Jacob, one of the things that stood out to me early in that match last night was that unlike in the Elite Eight, whenever Arkansas threw the first punch, Nebraska uh, threw the, the first real punch of that fight, if you will, about midway through the first set. It was similar to how they responded against Arkansas. It was Becca Alec in that block that allowed them to come back from the first punch. They did it again last night, except they threw the first punch with that block and Andy Jackson mentioned something post-game where she said you could kind of see it among Pitt that they were getting a little bit frustrated, losing a little confidence with that Husker block. What did you see early in, in that one in the first set with the Huskers getting the block and really taking it out of Pitt? Yeah, I mean, that's – and they needed it too because they were not hitting very well in that first set. Offensively, uh, Nebraska was struggling. They weren't really terminating at a great rate. Um, so their defense picked it up, and they found a way to, to score with the block instead. I mean, you look at it, they had almost as many blocks as they had kills in that first set. Um, so, and like, like you said, just the, the impact of a dominant block on a volleyball match, um, you just can't really, like, it goes beyond just the, the stuff block numbers that you see in the box score because so many of the other errors are a direct result of, all right, I can't hit in this block, I'm trying to avoid it, and now you're hitting wide. It just kind of eats into your brain and makes it tough. You, it's just kind of something that's sitting back there anytime you go up to swing um, when you get blocked over and over again. So, um, yeah, Beck Alec uh, in particular obviously has been at the center of the, the majority of these blocks. Um, these are always a team. Blocks are typically a team uh, stat just with the way that the blocking schemes work and, um, and all that. But um, Beck, Beck had three solo stuff and uh, in that match last night. And probably the most impressive one was there was that point um, where she blocked one back and then Arkham, or, uh, Pitt tried to get the ball over and she stuffed the, the, just the free ball back. Um, this wasn't a very strong attack. And she just, she just would not let the ball cross the net and got the, the stuff on the second one. So, um, yeah, just a huge, 
huge momentum swing there with the way they were able to shut down Pitt's offense early on and give themselves time to kind of figure out their own offense and start clicking later on in the match. Jacob Adil is with us on Hill Varsity Radio. Something that stuck out to me, Jacob, last night in the match, and I'm going to be honest, I haven't started watching volleyball regularly until I came to Nebraska, but the amount of challenges that John Cook was able to get and get right. So that tells you a lot about the trust he has for his you know, young team. How far does that go? Obviously, the challenges are nice and everything, but how far does that trust go beyond the green card and, and into their play, especially in these large games? Yeah, it was interesting. He lost that one almost right away. And then um, that leaves you just with one to, to use the rest of the match um, and obviously get it back if you uh, get the challenge correct. So, But he had to burn another one early on in that match. And like, oh, boy, are they going to go this entire match without challenge cards? Um, but they got it right and then kept getting it right over and over then from there. And, I mean, Cook throughout the season has cons- consistently praised Jalen Reyes, um, assistant coach there, who he's the guy up there courtside. He's the one up talking the sidelines. He's the guy watching all of that. And he's the one that Cook really trusts. Obviously, the players have a, a large say in that as well. Um, if, if they're adamant that, hey, um, that wasn't the right call, then he's going to trust them. But it starts with Jalen Reyes. And, um, yeah, they, they did a great job. Uh, a couple of those I thought were some, some rough calls. I, I thought uh, on, the, on the court lives, like, oh, yeah, that, that was a touch. Where, where was the call there? Um, so, um, yeah, it, it's, it was a good thing for Nebraska that um, uh, – They've got the setup here that the the challenge, I guess, again, we never see exactly the video that they see, but it seems like the, the video here is good enough for them to clearly see what happens and to, to make the correct calls here. And, Jacob, one of the things that stood out to me, one of my favorite moments of the match was the look in John Cook's face on that second challenge of the first match whenever it was – you guys better not be wrong. He had a, a look in his eyes of, <laughs> you guys better not screw me here. And I, I think that was pretty funny. But I want to look ahead to Sunday, Jacob. That's the match everyone is looking forward to, horns down. Uh, how do you think Texas <laughs> and Nebraska match up on Sunday? And do you think Nebraska's block can be a difference as it was last night? Definitely. I mean, the big key for Texas's win over Wisconsin was just serving. Um, they had 11 aces, only seven errors. And Wisconsin just got stuck in um, a couple of rotations that they could not get out of. When Shrek was on the bench, um, they, they couldn't get her back out there. They, they couldn't get out of um, the, the, these rotations. And things just kind of snowballed from there. So um, I, I think Nebraska, they struggled a little bit in service against Arkansas. They did not pass up to their level. But in general, it's a very, very strong passing team. And um, I think that's going to be a key is like if if you can hold hold up there and allow yourself to kind of play to the way that they've been playing all season um that is what didn't happen for wisconsin so Russ is going to have to hold up under the texas service pressure um and then they're going to have to assert some pressure themselves because mass and skinner and h o'neill like if texas is um in system and comfortable and doing what they want those two are going to terminate at a ridiculously high level so Nebraska's got to kind of keep them on their heels. Um, and that goes from, from serving and with their shots, too. Like, they can't – and when they've got a chance to um, take a great swing, they've got to do it. They, they can't just send an easy, easily dug ball over because then in transition that's going to be coming right back at them. So uh, Nebraska's going to have to hold up under Texas pressure and then assert some of their own. 
Is this a better matchup for Nebraska than Wisconsin? I mean, I, I think in general, uh, up until last night, Wisconsin was the better team. So from that standpoint, yes. But, I mean, you get to this point, um, they've got some fantastic athletes there. Um, and Skinner is as good as anybody in the country, and she's been here before, uh, actually, a few times now um, with Kentucky uh, and, and then Texas this year as well. So going for three uh, championships there. Um, so, like, I mean, there's no such thing as an easy matchup once you get to this point. I think Wisconsin at its best um, would have been a tougher matchup, but that's the way it works out sometimes. Wisconsin definitely was not at its best, uh, and Texas elevated themselves. So, um, yeah, I guess, like, going in the tournament, you'd rather see a team like Texas than uh, Wisconsin, but the way that Texas played last night, Nebraska's just going to gonna have to bring their A game for sure um, and going to have to go out and earn it. Jacob, real quick, Husker Hoops down at K-State. A thought on that matchup. And is Indomitian Sue paying tribute to you with the man bag? <laughs> I, uh, I thought he was here. I didn't really uh, – I wasn't able to find him in the crowd. So I didn't go talk to him or anything. But, Which uh, is hard cool. to do. Um, yeah. It sounds like Jacob was pretty avoiding cool, Indomitian Sue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying Sue and, and her dad sports captured the, 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 the still pick and the, the video part. Really cool. But Sue was, you know, hunkered down, uh, and, and he was wearing a little Louie around. Is it Louie? Would you say it was Louie? I don't know. I, Versace. I have no idea. Versace. Uh, what, whatever, whatever, that, whatever <laughs> first-round money dudes uh, and multimillionaires can afford. But he's wearing the, the, the rather large man bag, uh, which, you know, Sue can do whatever the hell he wants is what I'll say. That's, yeah, I think that's kind of my stance on it as well. Whatever you want to do, uh, <laughs> yes, Mr. Sue can do it. Uh, but it's cool to see him here. Uh, obviously, Texas, they've got some, uh, some notable uh, fans in, in their stand as well with the uh, um, former NBA players there having daughters on the team and H. O'Neill and Madison Skinner. So, um, yeah, it's again, 19 and a half thousand. We'll see if they can push it, uh, even more this year. Um, as for basketball, um, I have no idea. This is kind of a, I think a big game for them just, um, coming off of obviously the disappointing stretch there, um, with Minnesota and Creighton and then the bounce back to get that win over Michigan state. This is kind of their last chance to, to go prove something in, in the non-conference because it was light up until um, the stretch here where they've got, what, four straight um, high-major opponents uh, after just nothing but uh, kind of low majors and uh, whatever you want to call it, Oregon State this year. Um, so it, it's a big game. It's a big game, a learning game, I think. Like, all right, what happened against Michigan State is sustainable versus – well, Michigan State has just kind of been a rough spot as well, and Nebraska was able to capitalize on that. So I think we'll learn quite a bit about uh, the Huskers here um, going to Kansas State to, um, to to wrap up this really, really tough stretch. That's uh, two, two losses down, one win. I, I think you know, going two and two in the stretch is probably something that you would have accepted going into it. So that's kind of what's on the line here. It's not quite the way that you thought you'd get the two and two, but – you take a bad loss, you got to go out and um, make up for it with, with a good win, and that's what this, uh, that's what this, uh, this game presents, the opportunity to do that. Jacob, last thought here, about 30 seconds. Any big plans for your Saturday as you await National Championship Sunday? I know you got Bush Gardens down there. You go to the beach. You could defect to Cuba. A lot of options. Do you have any uh, ideas what you're going to be doing on your Saturday? 
Well, uh, the problem is it's apparently going to be raining all day long. And when it rains down here, it, it, it's, it's not going to be sprinkling. So yeah. <laughs> we'll have to uh, kind of figure things out on the fly. I have no idea kind of what events are going on because of the weather. I know that PBF uh, was going to pro uh, volleyball federation with the supernovas. They were going to have a concert uh, Saturday here. That has been canceled because of the weather. So I, we're going to have to figure out what's going on tomorrow once, uh, once everything gets settled in here. But, yeah, it's unfortunate. Notably, no denial of a possible defection to Cuba. No. So. Jacob will uh, find his way kidding, to kidding. the... That's what we took away from that. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, uh, appreciate you, man. Great coverage. You and the team at Herdat. Thanks for jumping on with us, bud, and we'll check in with you next week. Uh, sounds good. Thanks, guys. There he is. Jacob Padilla uh, trying to, to stay quiet in a media room, it sounds like. Big thanks to Jacob. <laughs>